You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, please don't take this the wrong way to my French brethren because I, I love Notre Dame, but it this seems like extremely elaborate Game of Thrones advertising to have a dragon actually fly over the city of Paris and try to burn down one of its <laughs> oldest landmarks. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's appropriate, guys. But uh, yeah. sorry, that joke was not appropriate. I, I love Notre Dame, and, and hearts out to all the par- Parisian people that are watching a, a humanity's landmark burn down. It's terrible to watch. Right. But we, we're not here to talk about humanity's landmarks. We're here to talk about mock drafts, Cowboys football, and mock drafts. <laughs> it's mock draft Monday, so I'm yeah, excited about that. Yeah. So today we are going to do another mock draft simulation. You guys seem like uh, you had some fun with this. Uh, we're going to do it again, and we're going to do a little bit of a different scenario here because. Uh, you know, we never know what's going to happen at pick 58. Uh, we're going to use the Draft Network's mock draft machine. Um, and let's just kind of jump right into it because we're kind of pressed for time. But uh, we simulated the first 57 picks. Uh, we are now at the Cowboys pick at number 58. And boy, do we have some names on the board. Just ahead of us, uh, there are a couple guys that we know the Cowboys have some interest in went off the board. Juan Thornhill went to Philadelphia. L.J. Collier, the defensive end from TCU, went to Pittsburgh. Jalen Ferguson went to the Eagles at picks 57. Thank you so much, Philadelphia. I really appreciate you doing that for us. And now the Cowboys are at pick 58 with some intriguing options on the board. Um, let's kind of go right through some of the scenarios. Landon, what, what position would you like to look at first? Well, I, I mean, I think the first thing we have to do is address the immediate elephant that fell into our room. Elephant? Cersei's... Wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more Game of Thrones! Uh, Jeffrey Simmons uh, fell all the way into our lap at 58. Yeah. Now, I mean... And I think this is a, something that we should have a conversation about because I, I don't know that this is going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks that this is probably going to happen. But there, I mean, I think there is an outside chance it, it might. Oh, you know, I think I mean, so too. I, I would bet he doesn't go in the top. I, I think a lot of people are thinking he's a first round pick. I would kind of bet that he's not right. And then after that, you just never know. Yeah. So Jeffrey Simmons, obviously the the injured Mississippi State interior defensive lineman. You know, arguably. Yeah. On the Quentin level, uh, Quentin Williams, you know, uh, uh, Ed Oliver level of yeah, absolutely the talent. You know, I, mean, I guess as far as talent tiers go, he's at that top tier for interior defensive linemen. You know, obviously he injured himself uh, towards ACL during training uh, in the in the in this whole process and the in the, the lead up to the draft uh, or you know early on. So he he won't play this year, or if he does, we're talking. I mean, I doubt. I guess he could come back for for, for December, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a stretch, but it'd be really a stretch. But I think you know, and then he also had an issue coming out uh, his, uh, his freshman year, 
uh, I think actually senior year in high school, if I remember correctly. Um, everyone seems to vouch for him and his character uh, since he was at Mississippi State. Uh, seems like he may have turned himself around him. He was, you know, a, a 17, 18 year old kid when that happened. So uh, he he fell all the way to us in fi- at fifty eight. I, I don't know how re- you know, actually realistic that is. Can we kind of cross uh, that one off? I think that's the best case scenario. I, I see. That's, I think that's the truth. Is that you know, and also I don't even know. Even if he fell to them, it's interesting would the Cowboys take him because he's completely not available this year. Right. So it, it's so I think at this point let's just pretend like he's not there. All right, let's. I agree. I'll, I want to run through and a couple other around. other things. Looking at safeties, uh, top safeties available: Deontay Thompson, Amani Hooker. Uh, you basically got wiped out at safety. All, Taylor Rapp's gone. Uh, Darnell Savage, a personal favorite of mine, is gone. Is anybody there that interests you at fifty-eight? Because I don't let's, see a name that I'm. I'm you know a what? Fan Here, let's do this. And we have not discussed this. Like we we just got on and started doing yeah. this, but. Uh, you know, I did one of these dueling mock drafts on one of the other pot with uh, uh, with John on Best Coast Boys. And one of the things that I did that I found actually garnered me pretty great results is just allowing the safeties that are on this roster to be enough and not forcing the safety. I so, 100% agree. So uh, here we are looking at Deontay Thompson and Monty Hooker. I don't like either of those no. guys at 58, so I'm not trying to like force that pick because I feel a perceived need. I, I still need a guy there probably, but let's remember there's the entire draft process, there's the entire undrafted free agency process, there's an entire you know cut down to rosters, trade opportunities, 100% and, and agree. This, is, this is one of those positions that absolutely can be picked up at the last minute, plugged right into a spot and played. And even worse comes to worse, you're not terrible if you're rotating Keith and Iloka at strong safety. So I think we should go for absolute value here. So let's let's look at what's available. Uh, you know, you guys like Julian Love, who I don't know that any of us expected he was going to fall this far. Uh, uh, you know, Sean Bunting, you're pulling up cornerbacks, it looks like. I'm These just, are guys... Yep. Who kind of fit into this range a little bit as far as uh, uh, you know, guys where value meets a little bit of need. If you're looking long term at what the cornerback position is going to be for the Cowboys, uh, who else is who else available? What or one, which one of these guys kind of interests you the most? Uh, nobody in particular at corner. I think Julian Love is at least interesting just from a value sense. Yeah. But if we're looking at uh, maybe a position that we didn't think of, I, I'm kind of looking at receiver. Uh, we've talked about Debo Samuel. There's a lot of good names here. Right. We've talked about yeah. Debo Samuel uh, before on this podcast. We're both fans. Andy Isabella is interesting because he's kind of a dynamic slot receiver. But the guy that I'm looking at is Paris Campbell. Now, he's somebody that we haven't talked a lot about on this podcast. Uh, but he's a guy that I think maybe fits into what the Cowboys are looking for in the slot now. I don't think they're looking for just a... You know, just the the small white slot receiver who gets open five to eight yards. You know, you know, past the line of scrimmage. They're looking for somebody with a little bit more. Uh, that gives them some more dynamic plays and offense. Could Paris Campbell be that? I mean, I th- I think so. He ran a four three one at his uh, at the combine. It, it, I I just don't, I just didn't envision him being there at pick fifty eight. I know Dane Brugler has him going in the first round. I think that's at least somebody we should uh, mention. I think so too. I mean, I, I think that, and I and I don't know that he's, you know, necessarily only a slot player. I no. mean, the, the the issue here is that you, clearly what you see is a guy who's got uh, incredible athleticism. 
you know, and just like I mean, he was a, ran a four three one at the combine, had a, had a one five two uh, a ten yard split at two, just over two oh five. Um, you know, he's explosive. He you know he can he's quick. He ran a four oh three short shuttle. Um, he's big you know, too. He's six. He's about he, six foot two oh five. That's not that's not small for a slot receiver. No, and, and I think really what you're talking about is a guy who you know here's with teams like. Ohio State. It's always interesting, like the talent that they are able to amass, and then they, you know, sometimes they just, I mean, because they have a very specific uh, uh, offense. Sometimes the way that these guys mesh into these offenses don't necessarily give them the best preview for what kind of pros they're going to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of faith in Paris Campbell, especially because at the very least, what he can be is. He could be your your Tavon Austin replacement. He can be your uh, you know that kind of uh, gadget guy. But I also think you know if you watch him, he can block. Mm, he can do so a lot of this stuff. Like I, I think these kind of versatile playmakers, uh, man. I mean, if the Cowboys are uh, you know want to get a little bit more creative, if that's what Kellen Moore can do some more with formation stuff, you can do a lot with a guy like Paris Campbell outside of just also potentially putting him outside and, and running him up the field. All right, so we. I like Paris Campbell a lot, so that's interesting. But if you remember from our last draft, we got to the fourth and fifth round, and there were still quality receivers available. I think Yes, that's true. And I think with the way the Cowboys are set up, they have some needs elsewhere. I think we can find another player that's going to give some value later in the draft. Let's quickly look at the interior defensive line. Uh, we talked about Jeffrey Simmons. He probably won't be available. Charles Amenahu, we kind of we talked about earlier on the show. Uh, Draymond Jones, Tristan Hill. Uh, there's also Zach Allen, Anthony Nelson. Of those guys, which one is the most intriguing to you? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily love any of those guys enough that I need to bang the table for them at 58. You know, I, I'd almost be interested in a trade down at this kind of scenario. I would. I feel like uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I'd be happy to get, but I'd also like to get something else for it, too. What? Let me, let's look at the overall board a little bit one more sure. time. Because um, I think, so, you know, right now they got Daniel Jones and <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons at the top, and then, you know, Debo Samuel's another guy who's available that's, uh, you know, I think is an interesting guy that could be someone that they think about here. Um I'll, I'll stake my case. I, I, I think Zach Allen's the pick. Just because I think he can give you a lot of different things. I think uh, we know the Cowboys love him. We know Rob Marinelli is a fan. Uh, he can play defensive end if you need him to, but I think he projects as a long-term starter at three technique. You kind of get that need out of the way, and then you can just kind of focus the rest of the draft at you know wide receiver, tight end, maybe grabbing another cornerback. I just think he kind of helps you fill two needs with one pick. All right, let's do it. I mean, I agree. I definitely, he's one of those guys. You kind of wish you could trade back a little bit just because there's a lot of guys here that you like, but uh, Zach Allen is definitely a guy I think that they like and uh, that, that they can get some, some value out of. The, the other thing that I think about Zach Allen, why he fits so well, is he's just one of these guys that I think the whole coaching staff is going to be love. It's going to be an easy pick to sell to the fans. Uh, he's a two-time captain. Uh, his effort's really good. Had 100 tackles as a sophomore. Uh, very experienced, played in the Senior Bowl. I just think that's a very typical Cowboys pick early in draft. They're he not looking. To, yeah, they're, they're not, looking, the boxes, they're not you know? looking to swing a home run here. They just want to get a solid player. Yeah. Okay. 
So we are at pick 90, and some guys came off the board that the Cowboys are interesting in. Cahale Waring from San Diego State went to Pittsburgh. Isaiah Johnson went to the Bears at pick 87. And now the Cowboys are on the clock at pick 90. Top players left on the board. David Edwards, a tackle from Wisconsin. That's interesting. Miles Sanders from Penn State. Riley Ridley, David Montgomery, Renal Wren. What are you thinking now, Lena? Now that we got our kind of interior guy that can do a little bit of everything, what position are you looking at addressing? Uh, man, I mean, there's if you look at that list right there, there's one guy who sticks out, and uh, and that's clearly Riley Ridley. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It. <laughs> it's one of the best with you. Uh, Joe Juan Williams is still available. That's He's, an interesting uh, one. That's an interesting name down there, and um, I, you know, he's. I think they're interested in him. I, you know, we, you and I just talked about him, and, and I think it's third round. This is the sweet spot. I mean, yeah, pick ninety, especially. Yeah, this is the sweet spot for for getting him. Uh, he seems to stick out in, in that whole list of other guys that were available over there. Uh, but let's go back and check just to be sure. So let's look um, at safeties really quickly. Jaquan Johnson, Marquise Blair. Nobody really at safety that's interesting to us. All, all those top guys, you have your top seven or eight safeties all off the board. And, and again, just keep in mind, Kari Willis is a guy from Michigan State. I think they like as that box safety guy. They brought him in. He's going to be available later in the draft. Right. So hey, there's I think always he's that a, I think he's a potential Kavon Frazier guy, right? Yeah. The, Exactly. Okay. Who, who I, they hope can play maybe play a little bit better on defense, a little bit more consistently on defense. So, uh, you know, I think I look at there's some other guys on defense. I mean, I think Tristan Hill is a guy that they like a lot. But again, we just kind of you know got that pick a little bit with the inside outside I guy. Agree. So uh, yeah, to me, I mean that tackle situation is is interesting. David Edwards, um, but I also. Yeah, but I wasn't I a huge like, fan of his tape. I like Howard a lot, actually, but I, I just because I feel like there's a lot of upside there. I mean, it intrigues me that he's come so far as a tackle and is a, he's a former quarterback. I just feel like that gives gives you a lot of potential for upside. But I also think you could potentially get him with your next pick. I agree. So let's let's go ahead and bang the pick with Joe. I keep saying bang the pick all the time. I You're hate good. it now. I mean, that's Joe. Let's, it's not a great phrase, guys. Uh, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get Joe on Williams. I, I think that's. I mean, to me, he was the initial guy when just looking at that list, like really jumped out. So uh, I think it's a good pick. I, I think that's the guy the Cowboys absolutely would consider at fifty-eight. I think at ninety, it's a home run, right? I think. You, when you look at some of his knocks and his speed and maybe some of his overall athleticism, uh, you feel fine taking him at 90. If it develops into a solid number two cornerback, you automatically got your value there. So uh, with our first two picks, we've got Zach Allen and Joe Juan Williams. I'm happy with that haul. If the Cowboys come out of day two with those two players, I would be extremely happy. Uh, but now let's go to the third day of the draft and let's find some more starters. Uh, at pick 128, the best players left on the board are three running backs, and I think this is interesting. Uh, David Montgomery from Iowa State, Damian Harris from Alabama, Devin Singletary from FAU. Is this kind of the sweet spot if you're looking for a running back to maybe to dive in here You know, late in the fourth round? 128 has been where I've been picking my running backs in these things. You know, I just feel like it's... It's just because, yeah, it, the sweet spot, it, and it's usually this host of guys, everyone from Montgomery, Harris, Singletary, Williams, Anderson, Gaskin, these guys are all kind of 
in this range, right? Uh, you know, Harris is actually considered, I mean, by some people has been considered, you know, much higher along this, uh, along this list. I, to me, Harris is the guy that kind of sticks out immediately. Uh, because I feel like and this is a guy that I end up picking here a lot whenever he falls here because I feel like it, it's good value. You're getting what you want out of the player. Uh, it's it's much like the Joan Williams pick. It, it just and really the Zach Allen pick. It's a very Cowboys pick. I mean, yeah. just by everything, he checks all the boxes the Cowboys like. Is the character, the school, uh, the production. You know, I just think that uh, Damian Harris to me is the immediate guy that jumps out. I, I didn't really see the overall board though. Oh, Who else is, let's see. Let's check out that real quick. Uh, a lot of running backs, wide receivers. You have left are Miles Boykin, Darius Slayton. Darius Antoine Slayton Leslie. is interesting. Yeah. Um, um, just because. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say Darius Slayton. I think has a skill set that is uh, that is interesting because it, he is a he's a burner. You know, he's he's not. I, I mean, I think if they're trying to if they are kind of more getting away from the idea of uh, you know just having the only the big wide receiver uh, archetype of of. of player i think darius slayton is a great guy if you're adding to your basketball team because he's got great speed he's over six feet but he can he can play the position he's he's, he's more of a complete player than i think a lot of people uh thought oh miles boykin is available too that's he's interesting, interesting he won't well. be there but that's okay that's yeah. an interesting player to talk about um, uh but i still think that i still think i mean going back i mean the need is probably fits and again damien harris there is very good value the cowboys like him I just think it makes too much sense not to take him. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I like David Montgomery a little bit better. I think he gives you a little bit more tackle-breaking ability. I like him between the tackles just a little bit better. But Harris does everything just so rock solid. Yeah. Uh, I believe Dane Brugler's comp to him was like an 80% type of player of Ezekiel Elliott. And that's just what they want. They want somebody, if Elliott goes down, that can give them you know, it's solid production all the way around. And I'm fine with picking Harris at this spot. I think that makes a lot of sense. Real quick, I, I would just say, you know, we we're, as we take Harris, uh, you know, this is also a good time to kind of think of, think about a two-for-one here. Because, well, not two-for-one, but, I mean, you're picking eight picks later. So, you know, it's I think there's some strategy here as you're looking at the two, two players here. Which one of the two players do you think can make it through the next seven picks? There's not a guy that's necessarily jumping off the screen, though. Man, I'll tell you what. If, 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 uh, what's his name makes it all the way? If Slayton makes it there, he might be the pick at 136. I mean, that's just. All right, well, let's let's really talk about let's receivers see, in our next let's pick. All right, let's take Damien Harris because I, that kind of feels yeah. like a guy the Cowboys like. Absolutely, uh, wouldn't shock me at all if they thought about him at pick 90. Now we get to pick 136, and the top receivers available: Darius Slayton. Antoine Wesley, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on the table for my guy. I still like Stanley Morgan Jr. a lot. I, I just think he's the the sure. prototype Garrett receiver because he can play a couple different positions. He's really tough. He's a good blocker and he has above average quickness. So that's my pick. Uh, you made a good play for Slayton. Where would you go here? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think both those guys should be considered. Let's see what else is there though, because okay. uh, let's, like overall, because. I like Slayton. I like uh, those guys. Um, Josh Oliver is an interesting name. I mean, just because mm-hmm. we're talking about tight ends, um, I don't really have any interest in Ugachu uh, Amadi, the safety from Oregon. Uh, I do have interest in the the safety. Uh, Will Harris, uh, Marquise Blair, but he had just seen that he just went off the board. Yeah, in Utah. he just That's went kind of from one of Utah. My guy. Yeah, uh, Will Harris is interesting. I, 
I didn't okay. feel like there's a big difference between Kahari Willis and, Mar- and Will Harris, though. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like... And I'm not I'm not taking him here when... I mean, like, that's a reach, kind of. And, and I don't feel like safety is such a reach that I got to take an inferior player at a bad right. value at this pick. So, right. Um, yeah, Edge looks like nothing really terrible. Offensive tackle, Ta- anything Ooh! you like... Well, Tyler <laughs> Rover being there. See, oh, this is this makes sense. Is that the top of the board? Of yes. The t- tackle board? That's yes. interesting. Look at that. Look how far. So we're at pick one, what, 36, and the next ranked offensive tackle is 175. So that kind of explains where maybe all this talent that's being pushed down from the top is, is you know, being leveraged it, at. It's and that seems very realistic. Tackles just go really high in the draft. You can almost have to take them around before you're you feel comfortable doing so in the draft. It's just what it's what happens with these guys. So to me, Tyler Romer is. I mean, I don't know if they have any interest in him, but uh, and I know that that they have they have the, this guy ranked at one seventy five. I that's no, I don't think so. Because I, I think he can <laughs> develop into a starter in, very easily with just some seasoning. Uh, uh, I that to me I, I like the guy a lot and that would be probably my pick. Okay. Um, but I, 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 but again, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of I think it's a lot, I I have the beholder with a lot of these guys at this point too. So what do you see? Uh, like I've been saying this whole time, you can wait on receiver. I feel really confident that you can find a number three or number four receiver into the fifth, sixth, seventh round. So I'm good drafting a tackle here and kind of letting him be your swing tackle or developmental swing tackle. So I'm good with picking Romer if you are. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, after our first four picks, Zach Allen, Joe Wall Williams, Damian Harris, and Tyler Romo. I, I like that. This is a that. nice draft, man. I mean, that's the thing. Is, is Honestly, one of the things I found in doing this is if you let go of safety, just let it go, man. Just If you just let – if you accept that you can wait a little bit later – the draft really can fall to you beautifully. Oh, absolutely. It really can, you know, so. All right, uh, so we're at pick 165, and uh, if you look at the top players left on the board, Preston Williams from Colorado State, I don't think they have any interest there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of receivers, David Sills, Anthony Johnson, Greg Jennings, Hunter Renfro, Cody Thompson. Again, a lot of guys that can come right in and contribute to your football team. Um, I kind of urge you to, to wait on that position because I think we can find some more guys later. Um, what other positions do you want to look at? We've addressed running back. We've addressed offensive tackle. We've addressed the defensive line and cornerback. Is there another spot you're kind of looking at right now? Let's see what tight ends are available. Okay, I like that. Uh, some Ooh. some names here. Uh, Trevon Wesco from West Virginia. Foster Moreau from LSU. Drew Sample, Zach Gentry, uh, Thomas Sweeney. Any of these guys kind of stick out to you? I mean, I, I, have you watched Trayvon Wesco yet? I haven't actually. He's on my list. I, I like Trayvon Wesco, dude. I mean, this guy is. I mean, I. What what round are we in? The fifth round. We're in the fifth round. The bottom yeah. of the fifth round. Uh, I mean, I think he probably is more of a sixth or seventh round guy. But I'll tell you what, he is. He is a dude who could. He is a blocking dude. He he he's, he can. He's definitely a two way guy. Uh, I don't know how developed he is as a as a pass receiver, um, but I think that he can come in here and uh, be more. Of, I, I I I would not be surprised if they if they drafted Trayvon Wesco, and he ended up playing more snaps than some of the other tight ends on this roster. Really? Okay. Be- well, just because he is I mean, he is a blocker. Like he and he could, he could come in and take the fullback job, I feel like. 
and, and, and then just also be your H-back move. You know what I'm saying? So he could probably play all your special teams and then also truly be a fullback. Uh, uh, you know, like, look, he, he needs some pass-catching work, I think. I, mean, I didn't see very many snaps of him catching the ball. But, I, dude, I, mean, I saw him line up all over the field and, and was executing v- very nice blocking stuff. Uh, and and when, when he does get the opportunity to, to get the ball uh, thrown to him, uh, you know, he, he's aggressive, catches the ball. I, I think he's a, yeah, like a, you know, a football player. Like, you know, that's why he's down here because his athleticism is not elite. Mm-hmm. But he, he knows how to block. He knows how to get angles. He knows how to play the game. He's got, he's got a weird body type, but I think if you can put him at tight end, put him at fullback, in, a, in an offense like this that still relies on running the ball, I think he has value. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make my case for Foster Murrow from okay, LSU yeah. because uh, he reminds me a lot of a more athletic Dalton Schultz, uh, super high character guy. Uh, he was given the number 18 at LSU, which uh, they only give out, again, once a year to the guy that, that most represents the values of the team. Um, insanely athletic. Uh, he ran a 4.66 at the combine, had a 36-inch vertical, a 7.163 comb. That's incredible. Uh, I, I just think he's one of these guys that if you put him on your team, let him be your third tight end for a year, I, it would not shock me if in year two or three he becomes the you know your your tight end one. I just think his upside is ridiculous. And considering kind of his football character, uh, being a team captain last year, it seems like a very Cowboys pick you know here in the fifth round. So I'm kind of thinking maybe tight end here. Yes, uh, either one of those guys. You, you, I'll let uh, the drafter's choice. Let's go ahead and pick Wesco because I, I think it's more likely he's available at this spot than Foster Moreau. Uh, don't be surprised if Moreau gets picked early, early in the third round. I, I also think that you know that Wesco provides something that that the other guys don't on this team. I really, agree. Yeah. you know, he's he's more of a blocker than those guys. All right, so we picked uh, Trayvon Wesco in the fifth round. Now we've got a little bit of a law as the Cowboys don't pick again until the seventh round. But again, I I really like our hall: Zach Allen, Joe Williams, Damian Harris, Tyler Romar, Trayvon Wesco. Uh, maybe not a lot of uh, superstar potential. Maybe there'll be nobody in this class that ends up making a Pro Bowl. But would it be shocking if, you know, four of these guys came in right away and had a role for the Cowboys in 2019? Uh, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Do you think so, Landon? No, I I think every single one of these guys we've taken so far, uh, I think they could easily find a role on the team this year in some some form or fashion. All right, we are in the seventh round, our last pick in the draft. Uh, And there's really two positions I'm looking at right now. It's wide receiver and linebacker. Uh, we know that the Cowboys like to add linebackers in this draft, and there's quite a few here in the seventh round that I think could potentially make the roster. Uh, we know they like Dre Greenlaw from Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, Josiah Tafai from um, from UTSA. I kind of like he's really more of a you know first and second down linebacker. I worry about him in coverage a little bit, but I think he can he can play right away. Uh, any other linebackers in the, that list that are interesting to you? No, I mean, I think to me, Greenlaw kind of stretches, uh, stands out just because of A, what they're looking for, and B, that they've actually looked at him. So, What about Cole uh, Holcomb? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see he was on there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's another guy, I think, very similar. Again, a guy that will come in and provide special teams. They always seem to draft a, a linebacker every year. And so don't, don't view this as anything more than more of the same. So... Uh, they have a lot of depth, but this guy will come in and probably play a whole bunch of special teams for them. Cole Holcomb at his pro day, 
uh, 6'1", 231, 4 40-yard dash, 39-and-a-half-inch wow. vertical, 11-foot broad jump, 6 7, seven three cone. Uh, he's an athlete, and, and that's why you're drafting him. You're drafting him to be a demon on special teams. Probably not going to do much for you uh, on the field on defense, but uh, can be a dynamic special team. Let's kind of hold him just for a second because I think between him and Drake Greenlaw, those are interesting guys. At receiver, a lot of interesting names still left on the board. Hunter Renfro yeah. from Clemson. Jalen Hurd from Baylor is interesting as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Deontay Johnson from Deontay Toledo. Deontay Johnson, wow, yeah. Greg Dortch can do a little bit of everything for you. He's a, a small slot receiver, but really dynamic. Uh, also one of the best punt returners in the class. A little Hello, Jordan Dorch. Humphrey. <laughs> Penny Hart from Georgia State. Yeah. I'm not, this is why every time we do these simulators, I'm okay waiting for day three to find a receiver because – I can find you a starting guy here. It's just kind of what flavor do you want at this pick? So, and I'll tell you what. Even if usually when I do these drafts, even when I take a wide receiver earlier in the draft, I usually end up taking Jalen Hurd later because I I think that Hurd could be used. I mean, the former running back now playing wide receiver kind of plays like a hybrid of both. He picked up playing wide receiver in one season basically so well. I really feel like you can use this guy in kind of a Noah Brown type role mm-hmm. where he operates in a different a whole bunch of different with a whole bunch of different hats and can give you a little bit something as a receiver too. I think Jalen Hurd might be a little bit better after the catch uh, version of Noah Brown. Uh, so I love that guy, but I mean honestly, Renfro, De- Deontay Johnson, uh, all those guys are, are names that I'm interested. Dorch, I guess at this point I would be interested in Dorch for sure. Um, yeah, all those guys uh, have pretty decent value at this spot in the draft. Uh, I would honestly, I think at this point the Cowboys are, are, would be happy just to grab any of those guys as undrafted free agents. But the guy that they probably don't want to compete for is Jalen Hurd, just because he's got probably the most upside. So probably. I'm good with making him our final pick in the draft if you are. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so that good means. Haul. That is quite a haul. And this is, again, I think you made the, the good point early in the show. If you kind of ignore safety and if you ignore a receiver in the first you know, two or three rounds, I think you can come away with a haul that you really like. So let's it's, let's. it's not even just ignoring it, it's just pushing it back with everything else as far as in terms yes. of priority, you know, agree, and just yes. not put, making it stick out. All right. Final Hall, Zach Allen, Joe Juan Williams, Damian Harris, Tyler Romer, Trayvon Wesco, Jalen Hurd. What's your grade for this draft, Landon? I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a B B plus draft. I mean, you know, I, I yeah, think at the very least. it's it's yeah. tough it's tough to have an a, a draft without a first round pick. And, and a second round pick is is near the end of the, the the second round, so it's more like a third round pick. I think what you do is you get a guy who could at least potentially be a starter this year, if not give you a whole bunch of reps at the position at Zach Allen, a guy who can, if he's not the, uh, earning a starting spot this year, you think you can pencil in as probably the starter next year in Joan Williams. Um, Damian Harris is a guy who's going to get a, a bunch of snaps of relieving uh, Zeke and then can potentially mm-hmm. give you something if Zeke is not a guy that you can re-sign or whatever if you have contract issues. I think Damian Harris can help you there. Tyler Roma's uh, potential starter in the future as a right tackle could be a 
swing tackle uh, immediately, or at least a guy that's giving you good, solid snaps if he has to get into the game. Trayvon Wesco is a guy as a tight end who's different than the rest of the guys you have in that room, so he potentially could get a lot of snaps on the field, and we'll see a lot of time as a special teams blocker. And Jalen Hurd, obviously, as we talked about, kind of a hybrid running back wide receiver at this point because of all his position you know, history, uh, but at the very least is a very high upside receiver who can catch the ball, and I think as a blocker as well, and because of his body type, can function as a Noah Brown type player in this offense if need be. I, I love it. I, I think you're coming away at the very top with Zach Allen and Joe Wall Williams, two guys that if you had to start him right away, I, I don't think it would be any problem yeah. at all. So no. I, I'm a big, big fan of this draft. I'll and, give and, it an and, A-. minus. Real quick, I've I've suggested this another thing. If you go out there and get yourself a number two wide receiver that you, I mean, two number two cornerback that you really like, let's say Joe Williams comes out in here and just shuts it down and is awesome. Which is, you know, look, he's got a ton of experience in the SEC. It could happen. Could you think about maybe moving Cheeto back to safety? Absolutely, I, I think that's certainly and a possibility. Then, and, then, and then suddenly you solve that problem too. Yeah, it, 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 this, I love this draft because it allows you to to do a lot of different things, right? You have a yeah. lot of flexibility now with your entire roster, and it's a, it's a pretty solid haul. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.